Hi everyone, welcome to Cancer Healing Journey Talks. Myself Sonali Modi from Community Outreach Team of Zenonco.io and Love Heals Cancer. Cancer Healing Journey Talks help cancer survivors and caregivers to share their story with vast number of caregivers and survivors who have traveled or been traveling to this journey. It also motivates and inspires them for their faster recovery. So firstly, I would like to introduce you to today's speaker, Miss Anna. She's a cancer survivor. I'm happy that you're here with us today to share your story. So over to you, Anna, please start with the introduction. Hello, I'm Anna Kuypers. I'm half Portuguese, half Dutch. I'm living in the Netherlands at the moment. And um, I am a um, social worker at a school uh, and also a travel blogger. And I am six years um, clean of cancer. And I had ovary cancer um, six years ago. Okay, so what was the stage of the cancer? Well, um, they said it was a borderline tumor. So it wasn't um, a, a good tumor or a bad tumor. It was in between, but they already saw there was a micro invasion of bad cells. So they said that chemotherapy wasn't gonna um, uh, go for me, that it wasn't gonna do anything. So we had to uh, do um, a very big operation and remove everything that was bad in my, my body. So a lot of lymph nodes. And um, they said that that was the maximum they, they could do. And hopefully that the body would do the rest. Okay. So what were the symptoms and how it got diagnosed? It was very strange because it all started a year before that. Um, I had um, some pain um, near my ovary, but I didn't know what it was. And um, then I had um, pain during um, sexual relations with my, uh, with my boyfriend, who I already had for eight years. So I went to the doctor, that I really thought was, that was very strange. And then they saw um, um, the, 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 the pap, the Papa Nicolau. Um, that was like a, a, a stage of, um, I forgot to translate that word for myself, but um, the, the uterus uh, mouth, um, let's say like that, like every woman can have that, like in their thirties, you have to also do some tests when you're 30, but I was 25 uh, then. So it was a little bit early that they saw these uh, agitated cells. So they took um, something away and they said like, yeah, you're very young. Don't worry, in half a year, come back for um, a test and uh, we'll see again, but don't worry, you're gonna be fine. And half a year later, I went to have a test to check um, my, my uterus. And then they saw some bad cells coming from another um, way. So they had to make more tests and then they saw bad cells coming from the ovary um, canal. Um, and that is how everything actually uh, came. So before I had overcast, I had like no symptoms at all about the ovary cancer. And that is, I think, where my luck came that I had the, to have to have the checkup anyway for something else. And out of that, those tests came out that I had um, a big tumor uh, on my ovary, on my right ovary. Yeah. So what was your first reaction when you got to know that you're diagnosed with cancer and how your family took this news? A very good question. Um, I remember being at the hospital and there were four doctors in front of me because the doctor had to have some a few second and third opinions about the situation. Um, but it was really hard uh, to see. Um, um, but the results of the blood test came out like there is cancer. We have to look where it is. Um, so 
when they told me the the word um yeah you, you have um um a tumor on your ovary that means there, there's cancer and we have to make and then the rest I didn't hear anything it was just blank and I was there with my mom and uh, I started crying she started crying to be honest I, I I just remember the faces of the doctors like looking at me like oh you're so young and um I I, I don't recall um the rest of that appointment uh, but I just remember just not st uh, stopping crying I, I couldn't believe it was my life um and then I told my uh, my dad and my brother and no one could actually believe it was true because I was going to the hospital for something else and you won't think that something like that would, would happen that really would fall out of the sky so there was um it was very emotional it was very emotional and, and my friends they 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 just really couldn't believe it, it was yeah like disbelief uh, I think that is the, the main word that was happening and for me it was as if I was in a in a roller coaster and not really um uh, when I would talk about myself it's it felt sometimes like a helicopter um that I was talking about some someone else or I was like um looking at my situation from above but not really in it it was a kind of survival mode that I uh, I got into so yeah what treatment you underwent uh, I um, so first they had to have a, a I had to do a, a colos a los coloscopy um, they had to remove the ovary with a tumor to check out is it a good tumor a bad tumor what what is the next step and they told me be um, be prepared for the worst because they saw two veins going from the ovary to the tumor and the oncologist said when this happens um, most of the time um, it's going to be um, a bad tumor so be really prepared for the worst so i i don't know how you can be prepared for the worst but i yeah i i was I, when i was uh, brushing my hair uh i i used to cry just to thinking like hey maybe in a few months uh, this is i cannot brush my hair again uh, for a long time but um luckily it was a borderline tumor and the doctor said um we have to operate you um, and first I thought we're going to operate you and, um, just from, yeah, like down to the, um, belly button. But after many tests, they saw that some lymph nodes near my heart was, were already having uh, bad cells too. Um, so they had to operate me from, um, yeah, like between my legs until between my, my breast. Uh, so it's a really long, big, um, uh, scar. But they said like, this is the most we can do. And so they removed 37 uh, lymph nodes and also a part of my instance, my small and big instance, because they saw with their own eyes, um, bad cancer cells on them. And that was something that didn't come out from the tests that I did in the scans. That was something that just, they just saw when I was um, lying there. Um, so it was a really big operation. Uh, and and that was all that I had to um, to go through. So did you try any alternative treatment? If I tried, sorry, what? Any alternative treatment apart from the complementary one? Um, no, I did change my uh, my diet also because I had to because of my instincts. I cannot really process a lot of gluten um, and a lot of processed foods. So that is something I really had to do. Um, and I did ask the, the doctor, like, is there anything I can do to, to make sure this won't come back? And he said, no, just, 
you know, continue life and have a balanced diet. But uh, I really wanted at that time that someone would explain to me more what is a balanced diet because I used to eat so much processed stuff and uh, sodas and, and so much sugar. Uh, I wasn't really aware of what I was eating and what that would also do with my body. Um, so I, I did make a change there um, to be more aware of what I was eating and still enjoy, uh, you know, processed food because I like it too. But um, yeah, to be more aware, like where to get your vitamins, uh, the vegetables and more uh, organic um, uh, products. But for the rest, I didn't... Um, I didn't have another treatment for that, no. So how did you manage your emotional well-being? That's a really uh, good question too. Um, actually, I I eliminated the people, um, that were, there were many, but I eliminated some people that wouldn't give me um, good energy or would pity me a lot. Um, people that would um, uh, cost me a lot of energy to, to talk with. Because I thought, if I'm here for not really long time, I want to be with the people that really, really care about me and that um, lift me up. Um, so that is um, that is one thing. Well, to be honest, my parents are really worried at that time too, especially my mom. And she would also want me to be there for her, but I couldn't because I had to be there for myself. And that was something that clashed a little bit um because I had to focus on, on my own recovery so I, I I chose more what I wanted instead of pleasing others I thought no I'm gonna start pleasing myself first and uh do what makes me happy um that really helps that, that really helps and I could talk um about the disease with my yeah my social network my my friends and and family um and what really helped me was continuing life as I wanted to. So also during that process of the two operations, I went to all the festivals, even though uh, people were telling me, stay at home, you have to uh, mentally prepare yourself for the big operation. It's like, well, no, <laughs> that will only uh, bring me down. Like I have to, I want to party. I want to uh, feel that I'm alive again. Um, and also after the big operation, I had um, a wedding of my best friend and I was, um, the best um, I was made of honor and it was in Spain uh, and that really helped me to have my strength and know like okay there's a six weeks recovery the wedding is in five weeks I'm going to be there with heels and uh, that is going to be my um, motivation to recover well and fast um, if I didn't have that I wouldn't have like a kind of a light in the end of the tunnel that, that then the recovery would really feel um, really long for me yes. so that really helped just Continue planning whatever you want to do, um, even if it's just a weekend away or uh, uh, going a day a day away to do something, but have something in in um, in the long run to look forward uh, to that gives you energy. For everyone is, is is different. Yes. So, what was your support system during those times? Um, do you mean what what helped me to get through it? Yes. The support system, the uh, person who motivated you or what uh, helped you to go through those difficult times? Well, um, it was a, my partner at that time um, really helped me get my my head somewhere else. Um, and my, my my friends too. Also, I, I planned a trip to, to Vietnam um, uh, for a year later, which also really, really helped me. Um, 
And to be honest, now I'm, I'm six years further and it's still a process because um, with my ex-partner, he had lost his mother to um, uh, breast cancer. So for him, we could talk about um, what happened to me, but mostly it would be like, okay, let's talk and move on because it was also um, uh, sensitive for him. And with uh, the partner I have now, Raymond, um, which I'm with for nearly eight, three years, I can really go deeper in the, um, uh, to talk about the disease. And to be honest, that is such a relief because I, I noticed that there is still some fear and pain um, that was still there. I, I didn't, uh, I couldn't trust my body. Um, I was always scared it was coming back. Um, what, what, what I also thought for a long time is that I wasn't going to get old. Uh, that I, I wasn't going to become a mother or a grandmother. Uh, and since three years, since I've met Raymond, um, I have more faith that I will grow old and um, do all the things that I've always dreamed about um, with the age of 40, 50, 60. Mm. So actually th that is um, interesting because at the time that I was sick, that actually helped me to have a partner that didn't really talk about it too much, who had... Um, um, which I did like other things, like focus on other things in, in life, like, uh, um, and, and, and with the partner I have now, I can go deeper and really be vulnerable about what I was actually feeling and how the situation was with, between me and my mom and how that affected me. Um, and I can really talk about all the deepest fears I had. And that is something that in the beginning, I, I, I didn't do with my partner before. There was, but that also says something about that relationship. Yes. So that, that really helps me to have someone in your life that you can really say, um, yeah, really tell what you really feel. So how was your experience with the doctors and other medical staff? Um, with the oncologist was really good. He was really, really nice. He, I really felt that he was doing all that he can plus more. Um, there were some nurses when I was at the hospital that were really funny, uh, that really light my day up, but there were others. Um, so I had like, I think the whole experience box that really said the wrong things. I remember that I was uh, lying down to go to have the operation. I was really, really nervous. I was really um, tense. And she was uh, looking at my profile and she said like, oh my, um, oh yeah, my daughter had the same and she's like 33 now and she cannot have kids. And, and, and she was like telling me all the negative stories that she had about her own daughter. And I thought the only thing you have to do is carry my uh, like hospital bed from A to B. And you're telling me between A to B, like horrible stories before I entered the operation room. The result was that I was hyperventilating <laughs> after 10 minutes and I had to have... Um, um, something like Valium or something to calm me down because I was really, really nervous uh, to, to have the operation, thanks to her <laughs> and thanks to all my thoughts. But um, yeah, you can be lucky or you can have these kind of things. It really makes a whole difference. Hmm. So how you felt when you first heard that you are cancer-free? Uh, um, well, th that was also... Um, a process because after three months, you know, you have the first checkup and it, first it's like every three months and every half year, every time I heard there's no cancer in you, 
uh, it was a party. I would always go after have a, a nice lunch with the champagne and call everybody and everyone would be like so happy. And last year, um, when I was five years cancer free, it was symbolic because um, ah, the tears are coming. But yeah, it was really symbolic. Yes. So, you know, there are times when you feel that it's too much to handle, but you still don't give up. So what was the one thing that motivated you and kept you going on such days? Um, well, I have a really um, great passion for life. And I, I've had such a, a big journey the last six years, not only because of what happened, but also um, I had a lot of insights. And I, I noticed that since I got ill, um, yeah, how can I say? Some people say um, you have two lives. The one, the first one you have, and the second one is when you know you only have one life. And that yeah. really, that is what I felt when um, I, I really had this urge to live my life in my on my terms, on my way, um, and that no one had to stop me because in the end, um, uh, it's all about what what you have done. Like people come into your life, and it's temporary in the end. Even though someone can stay in your life for 30 40 years it's still temporary you're on your own in, in in beginning and in the end so I started to realize that more and I thought um I have to do what motivates me so I I made lists like bucket lists and um like everything I wanted to do and a lot had to do with travel but a lot also had to do with um just do whatever and what I did notice is that the in the first four years uh, after I was uh, diagnosed I was really agitated the whole time like I had a FOMO like if you're missing out the whole time every party that I was uh, uh, I was invited to yes yes yeah. I would say yes to everything because imagine if this is like the last things you're gonna um, experience and ever since um, I made my met my partner um, I'm learning how to be more in the moment and enjoy the the, the beautiful things about life and it can just be like lit, lighting up a candle having a nice cup of tea and just looking outside or just just small moments and it really uh, got me through um yeah it, it was that planning ahead and, and looking forward for for things um i mean learning more about myself learning more about uh my childhood why i am who i am um and really do more what makes me happy and that is exactly where I am right now um, a year ago I, I quit my job as a child protector which is a really high demanding job with a lot of stress which, but which also doesn't really help for your health um, and I decided to go on a world trip with uh, with Raymond which was amazing and we came back a few months ago and now I'm working part-time as a school social worker and um, really focusing on my travel blog, which really gives me energy. And um, yeah, I, I have a, a less stressful life now, thanks to, yeah, how I wanted to design it. And I, I really, really like that. And I don't know if I would have had that, those insights um, if I wasn't, um, if I didn't gotten ill. So oh, it's interesting to know that, you know, the illness is a, it's a curse and a blessing at the same time. And many people don't understand me, uh, but it's because there is a happy ending to it. Because I know that many people don't have it. And the fear, of course, I would never want to 
experience that ever again or, or, or wish it to anyone. Um, but I, I'm really happy in, in, in my mindset how this, um, yeah, had a beautiful turn in my life. So did you make any lifestyle changes during or after the treatment? If I had made many life changes? Yes, lifestyle yes. changes. Yes, um, I, I was a, a social smoker um, and I, I quit that. And sometimes I smoke a cigarette here and there, but it's like like nothing compared to then. Um, my, my diet, like I said, um, really changed. I'm more aware of what I uh, what I eat. Um, I try to go more for organic um, uh, because this is the only thing I, I can actually control. It's it's what I what I eat actually. Um, but um, I have to say I'm not that strict because I also really like pizzas. I like uh, to eat a like a nice hamburger and fries here and there. So I just really enjoy um, what's there. But um, I'm more aware of it. Uh, and um, I try now more than then to have a less stressful life. So instead of uh, having a whole agenda full with dinners and with um, everything that comes with, I also enjoy a week of uh, calmness and just um, read a book or watch some Netflix instead of having like a really full agenda because I, I did that after. I, already, I was already a busy person before, uh, I got ill and uh, after I was like okay I have to be busy also because the busier I was the less I had to feel the fear um, but then now since a few years I realized that um, I'm more at ease with everything also because with with time comes growth and, and confidence that um, it's not going to come back uh, and if it comes back it won't come back but it's, it's something else then um, so, so yeah, th those life changes really um, helped me. Yes. So do you think that cancer has changed you in a positive way? Yes. Yeah. Uh, like I said, th uh, thankfully, um, to, the, to the happy ending that I'm um, uh, cancer-free. But for sure, for sure, I feel like um, a total different person. And like I said, like when you notice how fragile life is, uh, then you're going to... Um, uh, appreciate it even more and my gratitude uh, for life has never been so big as um as now um i, I waste um yeah I, I don't waste any days that that's how i feel like every day i really make a um something beautiful out of it even though I don't experience like much on maybe on a Sunday afternoon. I just still enjoy it because the small things are the big things. It sounds very cliche, but um, it really brings everything to perspective because at a certain point you thought, I thought I didn't have enough time. Mm. And then time becomes very, very precious. And um, also like the time I spent with my parents and with, um, with friends, I really, really appreciate it even more now. Yes. So it so has changed me. Yes. So what life lessons you got from your cancer journey? Um, well, don't postpone any, everything. Uh, don't, don't say like, oh, I'll do it next year. Or I'll do it um, one day or when I'm as retired, then I'm going to go and, uh, and, um, and travel. Uh, that is something, I think that is the main lesson that I had to never do that ever again. 
my upbringing um, was more focused on you're going to school, you're going to uh, go to college and um, and you go to work and travels for later, like later you'll travel, but first school and studies and um, have a job and probably have kids and, and get married, you know, the, those mm. kind of things. And um, for a long time, I was, um, kill, yeah, of course, influenced by my upbringing, but I also would, I would clash with those thoughts because me Anna thought like no but I want to um, do all the things now because now I can why not it's a different generation and when I got ill I thought like damn it I uh um I could I don't postpone anything because as you know like you don't have a guarantee that you have time or that you are healthy or that maybe uh, loved ones around you get ill so you want to be with them um go, go do that trip go start that hobby, um, um, quit your job uh, if that is not what, what makes you happy because uh, time is precious. And I think at the end of the, the day, um, what really matters is um, that you're happy and that you have the love around you. Yeah, not postponing is the best thing. Also with the world trip, um, COVID got in the way, but I thought, no, I cannot postpone it because you don't know if COVID's still gonna be there next year. Like, let's just, do this world trip and we were able to do it for nine months which was amazing um but that is like a small example of something that maybe the anna when i was 25 i would say oh yeah you know what maybe we can do it like in three years why not but now i'm like no everything that you can do now just do it so have you ever asked yourself this question why me and if yes then how you cope up with this thought yeah um i did but it was more like me, really, like me, like more like, yeah, um, I couldn't really um, uh, believe it. I, I didn't think uh, in a way like, why me? What did I do to deserve? I, those were not my thoughts, but more like how, how can this happen to me? And I didn't, I couldn't believe that that was my life. So my thoughts really went into, I could, no, no, this is not the end of my my life story this is so tragic it's so it's so tragic that it's so, so that would be so sad and also I thought about my parents like they don't deserve this you know like this is they, uh, and I really yeah uh, those were actually the thoughts that I that I had like truly unbelief I I, I disbelief um so that is how I go through it I I had those thoughts and I thought, no, this is, this is cannot be the ending of my story. Um, no. So I just kept saying to myself, no, 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 this cannot be. But I had moments, of course, that I was very, very scared. And I thought, but maybe I am one of those that won't have a beautiful story to tell, but that will be very tragic. Um, why, why would I would be like um, a special one or a miracle would happen that um, they could get all the cancer out of my body? Uh, my thoughts went all, all the way, to be honest. Um, but most of the time I would say, you know, this is not my story. And uh, and I also would think like more rational, how come that that happened to me? And the doctor said, it's just pure bad luck of DNA that that is how it happened. And sometimes I did blame myself for not having a very healthy lifestyle. And, and if you compare my, my lifestyle to maybe someone else's pretty average like healthy like nothing very special um but i, I did uh, blame myself a little bit in the beginning 
that I thought maybe I could have had like a less stressful, less stressful life, better in alimentation, um, less of this, more of that. But people would always like, Anna, don't say that. Like, this is just, yeah, what it is right now, but don't blame yourself. So what would be your message to other cancer patients and caregivers? Have um, have faith, talk about it. Ta talk about what you're feeling. Um, share your, your deepest um, thoughts with the, someone that you trust and that can be there uh, for you. Have, um, have things planned that will uh, also lighten up your, uh, your mood and your day so you have something to look forward to. That really helped me. Um, to, to get me through those uh, those days and one thing that i um that i learned during the recovery is that a pain is very um feels very short as in you, the actual pain you feel in your body um is very short and at the moment that um i i heard that i was like no that's cannot be and every time i had pain i used to think oh okay just count until 10 and then it will go away. And it did, it, sometimes it was like after four seconds or 10 seconds or 15 seconds, but it was temporary, like really, really short. And that um, that thought always helped me through when I had like uh, um, most of the pain because I, I wasn't on morphine anymore. So I had to go through that uh, hell of, of pains um, that, that got me through. It, it, it's it's temporary and you'll it, when you remember pain you will never feel it um again in your body you have like the the mind of yeah that was painful but you won't feel it again so how did you overcome your fear of treatment or side effects well the um, the side effects that i had was um unfortunately due to the insistence that i had to um cut uh, for a big uh, part um, th that is still a process because I still don't know if I can eat everything and I really love to experience new new types of food so um, yeah sometimes I just get really bloated or I get really a stomach pain or I have to go to the bathroom really fast um, it's still it's still a process it still is but I have um, a partner who's like very comprehensive and um who thinks with me like hey maybe um um that will help you more than uh, eating like a, a piece of bread or anything so that is really nice that i don't need to be embarrassed or anything because uh, of uh, how i'm feeling at that um that moment those are the only side effects that i'm um that i'm having these last six years and i think that's something that i have to live with for the rest of my life so when did you think that I can beat this disease or was this belief always there with you? Um, I uh, It started to grow after the operation. Um, when I knew the cancer is out of your body, um, it felt like a kind of fresh start to, um, to recovery. And um, that is when I thought, okay, uh, I want to do this, uh, this well. This is not only a physical um, um, recovery. This is a, a the mental recovery was was even harder to be honest because that took a longer time, and I started to believe actually after three months when I had the first check actually two months, um, 
and they said everything is fine uh, the tumor value in your body is very very low and um i thought okay this is uh, going uh this is good this is very very good um so i kept that faith um i, I held to it um and, and that is when i thought I, I can actually beat this i can and every time i had a checkup um I got a little bit more percentage of um, of trust and confidence that I could um, overcome this. Hmm. So do you have the fear of reoccurrence of cancer? And if yes, then how you deal with it? If I have the fear that it will come back? Yes. Um, I think there's the fear is always um, will always be there. I had a checkup last week um, and that was the six years uh, checkup um and for, at the moment i can't go into the hospital i just get nervous and and i can just relax when i go out of the hospital again i think there's always this this fear of what if it comes back or what if i have another type of uh, cancer in the future um yeah but i'm, I'm just thinking about um about your question i, I get the fears um before the checkup only like, so now I had, I really felt the fear and my next checkup is in half a year. But since last week, I, I feel fine because everything is as well. So I don't have anything to worry about, but I'm sure in April, I'm gonna um, just have those thoughts. Like, yeah, what if now everything is well again? I'm really happy in life. Everything is uh, working out so well. Um, the only thing that can really um, make everything work like, not worse, but bad is, is, is not being healthy and, and, and hearing that and going through all those um, scans again, which, which was a true roller coaster in the hospital. Um, yeah, it, it, it doesn't, um, the duration of the, the of thinking it can come back, it doesn't take uh, very long, luckily. So at ZenOnco.io, we help cancer patients through their journey, like from diagnosis to forever. So what do you think about our work? I think it's really, really beautiful. Um, I think it's very important as well. I remember um, after the operation, the oncologist asked me, do you want to join a group um, where you can talk out with other cancer patients about the journey? And I said, no, because I thought um, I have to do this on my own. And I was afraid, actually, I was afraid of seeing someone that would have it worse or um, uh, uh, maybe wouldn't have um, a, a very positive uh, story to to share, and I was so afraid of, of of going to a group like that that I said no. But mm. it's a few years already. I I thought like I should have said yes because that would have inspired me so much. And I think if I had said yes, I would have opened up more about my feelings and my fears um, with other people because I thought I had, um, I could talk about it with my environments, but um, only when I met my um, partner that I have now, I realized how much there was still in me that I wanted to share, to just um, talk about. And um, yeah, I think you're, you're doing a great, great work and great job and supporting um, the people that are going through it because yeah, it's, um, it's indescribable um, what this can do to, to a person and the, the loved ones near them. 
So if you have to sum up your journey in one sentence, then what would that be? Oh, um, oh that is such a good question. Um, what would that be? I, 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 to be honest, I don't, I don't have the answer uh, right now. I don't have the answer. <laughs> I think I can sum it up with that one sentence. Okay. So what do you think are the stigmas attached to cancer and the importance of awareness for it? What I think about the stigma about? Stigmas that are attached to cancer and what ah. is the importance of awareness for it? The importance of the awareness for it is that, um, yeah, you, yeah, it's very important to um, uh, to be aware of your body, um, and the the thing is also that with cancer, it's such a silent um, disease that when you're going to feel it, actually, um, and you're in a, in a not a great stage when that happens, um, which is very important also for the medical care to be very aware of it and. Um, uh, how can I say, um, to be on time with uh, doing certain tests. For example, in the Netherlands, you don't go to the gynecologist um, when you're young. You only go to the gynecologist when uh, you want to get pregnant. Or you, So you're already in a certain age. Um, if I compare it to Portugal, you go to the gynecologist, the first thing you do when you get your first period, which means you also have those checkups with that um, different uterus where I had um, uh, some complications with. and. Um, so I think that is so important to keep talking about it because at the moment that I talked about it with my, my colleagues and friends, um, about the beginning, what happened, um, you, you could hear more people say like, I had it too. And, um, yeah, they took something away and everything was fine again. Or you just hear about those uh, process and the, the, the awareness of any cancer, whatever it is, is just really important to to know that um it's there how it can be treated and also um help, help each other about it because unfortunately there are so many people um that know someone that have uh, cancer and that's very scary but it's important to um to keep talk about it and if you are able to help in, in any kind of way maybe um uh, no doctor or just a, yeah, be a, just listen to, to the person that can really make um, a big difference. So thank you so much for your valuable time. I hope this session really motivates people out there who have traveled or been traveling to this journey. So it was lovely having you here today with us on this session, Anna. So once again, thank you so much. <laughs>